beautiful downtown Milheim, in the smack dab center of the Keystone State, this is Lou Bryson with Seen Through a Glass, the podcast that's mostly about drinking in central Pennsylvania. This is episode one, the first real episode. We'll be talking about what it was like for me and my wife to adjust from drinking in the Philadelphia suburbs to drinking in central Pennsylvania. I'll tell you about some cooking I did with local ingredients. Then we'll visit a couple small breweries just across the Susquehanna from each other. But first, as always, here's what I'm drinking today. It's Like Mines, a hoppy lager I got at Elk Creek Cafe, the brew pub just down the hill from me. Like Mines was brewed at East End Brewing in Pittsburgh, Elk Creek's first ever collaborative brew. I've been drinking it on tap for a couple of weeks now, and I brought home a four-pack of cans to do this tasting. You can get the cans at the brew pub. Uh, I've got a pretty clean pour of uh, a nice golden beer, bountiful white head, and uh, whoa, plenty of hops on the nose. Clean, maybe a little bit floral. Oh, man. Okay, going to get in it. Wow. So... Definitely a hoppy lager and not an IPA. Um, it's very clean. It's got a nice uh, round feel to it. Yeah, uh, a nice clean finish on it. There's no stick at all on that. That's a good beer, and I'm probably going to finish it as I continue the show. So <laughs> if I slurp a bit, I apologize. Mmm. I'm going to start this first episode with a special guest, my wife, Kathy Bryson. She's very special to me. We moved here in December of 2021 after being in Bucks County for 30 years, where we were half an hour from Philadelphia and two hours from Manhattan, with great bars and breweries all around us. I sat down with her in the microphones and asked, what's it like moving to central Pennsylvania? I'm here with my wife, Kathy Bryson. Kathy, say hi. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I just wanted to ask Kathy about uh, her expectations of Milheim since we moved here and, and Center County and Central Pennsylvania in general. We, uh, we moved here from Bucks County, uh, just north of Philadelphia, uh, technically in December of 2021, but I mean, we bought the house in 2016. We've been spending a fair amount of time up here. Especially during COVID. Especially during COVID. We were here for, what, six, six months? Six months, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during COVID, just lived here exclusively. But the uh, Bucks County stuff is all behind us now. And um, I wanted to ask you, first of all, how, how did, I mean, I know how I wound up in Milheim, my part of the thought process, but what was behind yours? Well, I think we'd been visiting it during your, you know, while you were having your birthday celebrations in February and uh, just people were really nice just felt like home basically both of of us are from small Small towns towns. right so this did I mean it felt that part felt comfortable right Mm -hmm. away but the people were just really fun to talk to I mean and approachable and friendly and it just felt right and it, it didn't hurt that there was a brew pub in town. That didn't didn't hurt at all. Yeah, a, and a winery. And all right, and then we got a, the, a winery came, a, a radio station, a, a a really good butcher shop, mm-hmm. a, a lot of things, art gallery uh, that surprisingly stays open, which yep. we weren't kind of used to back where we were from. It's seen through a glass. So, have you had any other? I mean, obviously, excepting the brew pub, which we're pretty much regulars at, have you had a problem finding a drink around here? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I mean, there's the winery you can go down and the winery being uh, Paisano's winery. Um, You can go down and sit on the race outside if it's nice, or you can go into the tasting room, which is really beautiful and comfortable. Have a glass of wine, buy cheese there if you want. Yeah, a snack and and local cheese and beer. Right, that beer and some cocktails too. Um, Oh, that's right. They do. They have Pennsylvania wine or whiskeys too. That's and not just whiskey, spirits. Yeah. Yep. So you can walk down there and it's nice because you don't have to drive you can just really walk yeah and then we've i mean i, I don't think we've explored it the as much as we want to because no that's kind of the purpose of the podcast really that's well, my ulterior motive yeah <laughs> a lot of the time i was working now i'm retired but then covid you know kind of tr- shortchanged us as far as being able to get out so i'm looking forward to exploring a lot more than we than we have so far so what are, what are some of the places uh we have been to oh the um 814 cidery right which nice that's place. that's another beautiful place to go, and the cider's great. We've been to Good Intent Cidery, but only once, I think. Yeah, we only got over there we once. We need to get back to there. Uh, been to Axeman. Axeman, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Huge place. Yep. Um, and big beers. And outside. You can get a liter there. That's nice. Yeah. Where else have we been? Uh, Hublisberg Inn. Uh, yep. Good music in the summer. Yeah. Um, great food. Yeah, I want to get drinks. over there and uh, and talk to uh, the bartenders. I, I just think the. Uh, bar service over there is is top notch. Yeah, yeah, um, it's delicious. And I mean, or I'll good. be honest, it was it was a lot better than I even expected to find, especially in a, in let's face it, an even Small smaller town. town than Milheim. Right. But they they do a great job. What are you What are you looking forward to uh, to trying out? Um, hmm. Are there particular places or? Well, I think some of the restaurants that I've seen on the food groups around here, mm-hmm. I really like to to try. Pine Grove Hall. Yeah, is one. Is it Gigi's Southern Table? Is another, and just looking forward to dining in rather than getting oh my gosh, we, I'm, I'm some of the takeout. We we've been to Otto's and Barrel Twenty One. You haven't been to haven't Barrel been Twenty to One yet, but yet. we've been to Otto's. Yep. Yeah, that was fun. Yep. We saw our Shy Bear. Uh, saw our neighbor there, Shy Bear. We've been to, mm-hmm. but didn't uh, eat there, which I'd like to go back and have. Yeah, I would like to go back and eat there. But the, the, food the great. I mean, the beers were great. Uh huh. We're gonna be doing that in the future. What is it you like about? The area, not necessarily just Milheim, but like the whole central Pennsylvania part. Um, just how beautiful it is with the mountains and things. I mean, I grew up in upstate New York, and we always went to the we always went to the um, Adirondacks for camping and up into Vermont into the mountains. So. Yeah, that's a bit more mountainy than here, but it still. is. But it's still you're surrounded by these be- you know in the beautiful valleys with ridges on either side, and it's just it's gorgeous. I just love driving around and looking at how beautiful everything is. Yeah. Taking walks and beautiful areas. State parks. It's, it's nice to have State College nearby, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the advantages of having... I mean, we always say, or at least I do, always say that Milheim punches above its weight. So does State College mm-hmm. because of the university. Yeah. Um, I mean, the university can be a, um, a negative at times because of the traffic. But uh, at the same time... You know, a lot of things happen there that wouldn't happen in a in a rural town, town of that, like size. that size. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're lucky there. We are also lucky, and and you mentioned that. I mean, we've made some friends pretty quickly, mm-hmm. who have in turn told us about new places to try. Right. Right. There's a good network. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Belfont's beautiful too. Belfont's beautiful too. Um, um, it's really... We've been spending more time over there. Found some neat places. Governor's Pub. I. Uh, I know you haven't been in there, but uh, that's on high on the list of places I want to get you back to. Just I and mean, I want to, I want to stretch uh, their uh, abilities on cocktails because I suspect 
they've got depth there that a lot of people don't know about. Oh, okay. uh, so we're gonna we're gonna try that out. There's also uh, a fair number of places that make food. I, I just we just recently bought our first jar of uh, suey peppers, which I'd never heard of, and I immediately put them on some uh, pulled pork, and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stuff is made around here. We have some great farmers markets around here. Um, Goudessa cheese. We Goudessa cheese. We've been over to a couple of times. Uh, well, no more than a friends. couple times, really. Yeah. We can. I, I mean, that's some of the places I want to get to as well. We want to learn more about the area, and we'd like to kind of take you along too. And I, I know that this some of this stuff is very familiar to a lot of you, but since I'm planning on ranging out as far as Williamsport, Johnstown, Dubois, I suspect there are places that you will learn about here, even if you've been in this area for quite a while. There's also the the nice side of new angles to places maybe you think you know and maybe you can learn some yeah. new things about. You bring a new perspective to it as kind of being a newbie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that. And I, I, hope that uh, I hope that people find it interesting. And I'm glad you're along for the trip. Me too. <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> Part of the reason we like it here is what's available to us in this largely rural area And I'm going to be talking about that occasionally in a segment I'll simply call Good Stuff. Here's the first one, in which I smoke a duck. Please, no jokes about, oh hey, which end do you light? I recently bought a Kamado Joe ceramic grill, a version of the big green egg. My brother-in-law has an egg, and we've smoked together on it a couple times. Brisket, chicken, pork butts. They're fun and versatile, and food done on one tasted a lot better than what I was getting on my gas grill. When I realized I'd never spent the cash my mom's been giving me for Christmas for years, and I saw a $300 off sale on Kamado Joe's, I got one. I did a couple simple roasts, some smoking, and then two weeks ago, I decided to smoke a duck. Burkholder's Country Market, the independent family-owned supermarket here in Milheim, always has frozen ducks available, and at a pretty good price. I asked owner, Russ Burkholder, why a place in Milheim always has frozen ducks. Excellent question, he said. I guess the simplest response is, believe it or not, we sell enough year-round to justify keeping them in. Milheim never ceases to surprise me. So I got a seven-pound duck and planned to smoke it with hickory wood and a char glaze, the reddish stuff you see on Chinese spare ribs. The day before smoking the duck, after it was defrosted, which, wow, two days, like a turkey, I trimmed the excess skin around the neck and took out the giblets. Then I patted the outside dry then pierced the skin with a small knife to help the fat drain during cooking. I sprinkled a good amount of kosher salt all over the duck, top and bottom, and into the crevices around its little wings and legs. Dry brining helps with a crispy skin. I put it in the fridge to air dry overnight. Then I cooked the giblets for our dog, Pippin. Duck giblets are full of good nutrients. For a dog. I draw the line at eating them. You suit yourself. Next day, I loaded up the Kamado Joe with charcoal, lump hardwood charcoal from Humphrey in Brookville, Pennsylvania, which I also bought at Burkholder's. You gotta support your locals. Though I suppose I should be finding a local duck source. This one was from Indiana. The duck got patted down again and stuffed with a quartered Honeycrisp apple. After I got the charcoal going and the temperature steady at about 2.30, I added a Barbecue's Competition Oak Chunk for smoke. Got those at Weaver's store, across the parking lot from Burke Holders. I waited for the smoke to thin out a bit and put the duck on the grates. A drip pan went underneath, filled with chunked and spiced potatoes from the Hidden Branch CSA in Ehrensburg. 
Duck fat roasted potatoes sounded good. I closed the lid and kept an eye on the temperature. Smoking meat requires constant vigilance. And a comfortable chair. Good music. Some cold beer. Maybe a book. And Pippin for company. The duck took about two and a half hours to hit a temperature of 160. I took it into the house with the potatoes, which were just barely done, and put it under the broiler for two minutes to firm up the skin. Then I took it out, brushed it with the char shoe sauce, and put it back under the broiler for another minute. It looked marvelous, mahogany brown and bubbling, skin all crackly. The oven was already at 400 degrees for the roasted Brussels sprouts we were making, so I dumped the spuds into a cast iron skillet and put them in there while the duck rested. Um, have you ever carved a duck? Because I'll tell you, it's distinctly different from a chicken or a turkey. There's no heavy breastbone, the thighs are not really well defined, and the legs are better shredded than eaten as drumsticks. But I did manage to get both breasts off and sliced, so that was okay. The char shoe sauce was a success. It gave the skin a delicious aroma and flavor, and a beautiful color. The smoked duck itself? Wow, very good indeed. We served it up with the potatoes, which were smoky and delicious. The Brussels sprouts, and a salad with homemade vinaigrette that our friend Dave brought. Kathy had a Shiraz with her meal. Dave and I drank New Trail Broken Heels IPA. It was all quite good. The final chapter of the duck came the following Sunday, when I diced the leftover meat with potatoes and red onion, spiced it with sweet Hungarian paprika and Penzi's Bavarian seasoning mix, and made a smoked duck hash for breakfast. And that was good, too. Next up, a regular segment I'm calling Going Stag. There are breweries, wineries, distilleries, and cider makers scattered all across central Pennsylvania. I'll be visiting them, sampling, and letting you know what I think. Recently, I visited Eclipse Craft Brewing in Sunbury, then slipped across the Susquehanna to visit Pine Knotter Brewing in Northumberland. Eclipse opened at 4, and we got there about 4.30. It sits right across from the Civil War Soldiers Monument in Cameron Park, named for Colonel James Cameron, who stands atop the column. We parked right in front and went in. Eclipse is like a number of smaller brew pubs I've seen. It's not big, it's not fancy, but it's quite welcoming, with amusing beer names like Thorny Prick and Cup of Coffee. The bar is black epoxy with a dusting of restrained glitter and annular eclipses, those thin rings of rayed light around the dark center of a star. I asked for a taste of the Chief Shikalimi Cream Ale, and then decided to have a black and tan mix with the cream ale and the cup of coffee, which was a coffee porter. Good call. The cream ale dialed back the strong coffee flavor of the porter and made a very nice pint. Kathy got an Edison's own Pilsner, which had a bit of an odd tang to it, but got better as it sat a bit. That's when I realized I hadn't had any lunch, so I took a look at the menu. The pizzas the other people in the bar were ordering looked really good, but we were planning on dinner at home, so I ordered some hot spinach dip with tortilla chips. Could have been a bit hotter, but it was delicious. Too many of these places... The dips skimp on the spinach, but not this one. There was plenty, and it was a great flavor. I finished my beer and decided to have a shot. Eclipse has a PA-produced vodka that they dose with about a dozen different flavors. I saw Teaberry and had to have it. It's so central PA. The bartender told me it was one of their most popular flavors, usually top or second in sales for the week. The Teaberry was right on, too, that unique, fruity, spicy flavor. We got our check and left and headed up the river to the confluence of the Susquehanna, where the main river and the West Branch come together. We crossed at Packers Island to go to Pine Knotter Brewing in Northumberland. It's on a side street, a neat little place with a small front deck. 
Like Eclipse, it was small but neatly kept with an assortment of house beers and a hard seltzer displayed on a chalkboard. I got the Aces, a rice lager made with Sriracha Ace hops. It was dry, clean, and bright and had that familiar lemony tang to it. Nicely done. Kathy got the 1722 Pale Ale and it was very nice. Good body, piney hops, a good drinker. I got the story on where the Pine Knotter name came from. It was a derogatory nickname made up by high school students on the Sunbury side because pine knots are a useless piece of the tree. But the Northumberland locals took it as a point of pride because the knots are also the toughest part of the tree. Or at least, that's the story I got. Then I ordered a single hop IPA done with Zappa hops. Now, Zappa is an odd hop with aromas described by the hop broker Yakima Valley Hops, who sells Zappa, as passion fruit, mint, spice, tropical fruits, and fruity pebbles. Yes, fruity pebbles, the cereal, which struck me oddly because of the large number of people who say Dickel whiskey reminds them of Flintstone vitamins. It's like some weird cartoon drinks galaxy is forming. Anyway, as I said, I was prepared for an odd hop, but this beer tasted faintly like chocolate. I probably should have said something, especially because there was a chocolate beer on, their chocolate strawberry porter, and, I don't know, maybe some cross-contamination at the serving point? It faded by mid-pint, so maybe a few drops just happened to fall into my glass. I don't know. It was pleasant and proper by the end. As at Eclipse, the pizza here looked good, but we had to hit the road. Two nice stops, less than ten minutes apart, with Sealands Grove and Lewisburg nearby as well and with Fresh Roasted Coffee's retail shop and Skeeter's Pit Barbecue nearby, I'm pretty sure we'll be back. That's the show. I'll be back in two weeks with another guest, one I'm not related to, another visit, and a review of the locally raised turkey we had for Thanksgiving. Assuming the locally raised turkey comes through, we have our fingers crossed. Getting this going was a lot of work. I'm glad to be here, and I have a lot of people who helped me. I want to thank Jason Euphema at Shy Bear Brewing for the original idea, and Bill Helslauer and Ed Garrett of the It's Friday Somewhere podcast. Give them a listen. They were a huge help with the technical side and the inspirational side, and they'll also be future guests. A bit of a nod to Trogue's co-founder John Trogner on that side as well. Him a guest? Maybe. Maybe. Thanks to Elk Creek Cafe co-founder Tim Bowser for talking us into settling in Milheim six years ago a decision we've never regretted. Finally, I want to thank my daughter, Nora, who actually listens to podcasts for a lot of critique and how-to and ideas, and my son's partner, Shade Adekunle, who co-hosts a podcast of her own, Popcorn Therapy. Give them a listen, too, and has been an unending source of encouragement and advice. Finally, my wife, Kathy, for over 30 years of support for my questionable career as a drinks writer and for her help organizing this project. Hey, we're social. Seen Through a Glass is now live on Instagram at Stag Podcast and on Facebook, where you'll find pictures and links and such. I'm also going to revive the actual Seen Through a Glass blog to bring you pictures and backstory for the podcast. That'll be happening soon, and I'll let you know where to find that. Please use that social media to let me know what you liked, what could be improved, and what central Pennsylvania drinks and food producers you'd like to hear from. Thanks for listening, and until next time... This is Lou Bryson on Seen Through a Glass from the smack dab center of the Keystone State.